You are now listening to the Dream Loud Podcast. Join us as we explore the significance of following your dreams. We hope you'll enjoy the ride. Welcome to another episode of the Dream Loud Podcast. I am your alchemizing, philosophizing, bass-thumping host, Benjamin Hall. Today, I decided to record an intro to this show because the first four episodes we recorded in one session. It was four hours long, and needless to say, releasing a four-hour podcast isn't very conducive to maintaining the attention of your audience. So we decided retrospectively to cut the episode into four parts. So that's what the first four episodes of our podcast will be. This week, we'll be tackling the first part of the Q&A session that we recorded in that first podcast, where we answered some questions you guys had given us on Facebook. So without further ado, here is the intro to our panel and the Q&A. Okay, before we get into the questions, because this is all going to be from a different perspective with Dan and Amanda. Dan, you're a sports writer. Yeah, that's right. So talk a, talk a little bit about that, like what you do. I love it. Um, you know, and a little bit. I kind of t- I, I write for the Latro Bulletin. Um, I also freelance. Uh, I, I also write for the Associated Press, uh, and I write for USA Hockey um, and a couple other you know outlets too. But my main job is the Latro Bulletin. So what I'll do is I'll go in. Uh, I cover all the high school sports in Latrobe and the surrounding areas, Latrobe, Derry, Ligonier, Greensburg, Central Catholic, that sort of thing. So all the high school sports in Latrobe. Um, I also cover news, uh, township meetings, borough meetings, uh, school board meetings. Uh, I do features like the one I did on Ben. It was so much fun. Uh, mm-hmm. We went to a coffee shop and talked for about three hours, um, and yeah. we just had a great time, and um, it was a blast, and it was one of my favorite features I ever wrote, uh, one of my favorite stories I ever wrote. It was great. Uh, but in addition, to high school sports and a lot of local stuff and local meetings. Um, I'm also very, very fortunate enough to be able to cover the Pittsburgh Penguins and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, I've covered two Super Bowls. I covered Super Bowl 43 in Tampa. I spent eight days in Tampa and uh, it was awesome. It was one of the best professional experiences of my life uh, going to Tampa. Um, I wrote 24 stories. It was an average of four four stories a day, about four a day. Um, But it was awesome. And uh, what made it even cooler was um, the Steelers won the Super Bowl. And, you know, I got to go into the, the, the locker room afterwards and they were celebrating with the Lombardi trophy. It was just really, really cool. That's so cool. Uh, and not just that, like it was one of the greatest Super Bowls ever played. Um, you have at the end of the first half, James Harrison had the 100-yard uh, interception return for a touchdown, uh, which is talked about in some circles as the greatest play in Super Bowl history. You have the comeback, uh, the, the, the final uh, minute 42 comeback uh, that the Steelers had when Ben Roethlisberger uh, marched the Steelers 80 yards downfield. And... Um, and he, you know, he marched them and, uh, they were, um, you know, just outside the five yard line and Ben threw it into triple coverage and he threw it to San Antonio Holmes who had one of the most iconic catches in Super Bowl history. And they ended, so they ended up winning the Super Bowl. Uh, I also did Super Bowl 45, uh, where the Packers beat the Steelers and, and it was just as awesome, even though the Steelers lost. Um, it was awesome because I was just there covering it. It was just really cool to cover another Super Bowl. Uh, would it have been cooler if the Steelers won? Absolutely. You know, but, um, but I was at a Super Bowl and I put out the same amount i put out 24 stories um in 24 and yeah it was it was it was about four a day you know uh but it but it was awesome i mean i was totally you know i do it again in a heartbeat and and i actually had the plane ticket to houston booked whenever the steelers were in the afc championship game so i was i was in route to um 
to the Super Bowl had the Steelers made it last year. Um, so I did the Super Bowl. I did. Uh, I've done three Stanley Cup finals. Uh, I did the one in 2009. I went to Detroit for games four through seven, um, which was incredible. I was in Detroit for game. Well, I was, I was, I covered games four through seven. I was in Detroit for five. I was in Detroit for seven. Um, and uh, so I was on the ice with the cup when, you know, about 20 minutes after they presented it. Um, so being in the same, you know, locker room as the Lombardi when they win it and, and being, it's so, and being on the ice with the cup, it's so visceral and it's so emotional for these players because they've worked so long in their whole career. Um, it was just really cool. So those were defining moments, uh, covering the, uh, the, the, 16 and 17 Stanley Cup final uh, for the Associated Press was really cool. I uh, didn't get a cup clincher because they were both on the road, but it was still awesome. Uh, covered the Winter Classic in 11. Um, I covered the Stadium Series game uh, this past year, which was incredible. Oh, cool. Uh, so it was just, I got to skate on the ice uh, for a media session. The media got to skate on the ice, which was really cool. Um, it was, uh, I covered the U.S. Open two times in 2007 and 2016. Um, and it was really cool at St. Vincent College. Um, George W. Bush came and spoke. Um, and just my, my belief on that is um, it was just really cool to cover a sitting president. Yeah. Um, I don't care if you're a Democrat. I don't care if you're a Republican. I don't care if you like George Bush or if you hated him. It was just really, really cool to get a chance to cover. You know, so, so yeah, so that's part of it. But I'm just, um, I'm a sports writer and um, I'm just very, very fortunate enough to get these these opportunities. And again, uh, like Ben, you know, Ben, you've gone on tour with so many people with the Red Hot Chili Peppers and, and Shine Down, and Ben on bills with, you know, Corn and just, you know, the biggest bands in rock, um, you know, it's been really cool for, for myself and as well. And Lee, you were just on tour and, and, you know, so it's just, it's just been, just been really cool. Uh, and we're living our dreams, but I, but you can too, you can too, absolutely a million percent. Um, this is not unreachable. Yeah. Um, you know, I think that, cause I talk to people and they're like, Oh man, like you cover the penguins, you cover the sealer. Like, and I think it's weird. The biggest question I get, do you get to talk to the players? Like, well, yeah, you know, I yeah, get to talk. My job. <laughs> yeah, like I get to talk to Sid, and I get to talk, you know, Ben Roethlisberger and AB, Antonio Brown, and Troy Polamalu and Heinz were like those guys, but like, they're just normal guys, right? You know, and um, and Ben's a normal guy, and you know, and and we're all just normal people, and I'm just very, very fortunate enough to get the chance to. Chron- I like to tell the story. I like mm. to to chronicle it, and t- that's my job to tell their story, and it was really cool. Um, my wife and I recently got to see see Queens of the Stone Age, um, another one of my favorite bands. Um, recently, we, like less than twenty four hours ago. Yes, yeah. but <laughs> yeah, I didn't know. In, literally, in, I didn't know um, in the in this for the sake of time when it came out. Uh, but yes, it was less. It was. Def, it was exactly twenty four hours. It was exactly. Yeah. Okay. But we saw Queens of the Stone Age. They were amazing. But I think what I want to take from that is. Um, before they were setting up, they were doing the, the stage switch. And um, Josh Home is one of my favorite guitarists. And they were setting up Josh's stuff. And they were setting up his pedal board. He had like two pedal boards. He had like ridiculous stuff. And he, so he had two pedal boards there. And there was a guitar tech who was like playing with his pedal board, making sure everything was in order. And I think the coolest thing about all of that is there's this guy. And sure, he's a fan of Queens of the Stone Age. And he might be a fan of Josh Home, But he has a job to do. His job is to make sure that Josh Home sounds perfect for, for me and for everyone else that was at that 
concert yeah. again less than 24 hours ago. So like you almost have to remove that. You have to remove that. Like I like believe me, like I'm still a fan of like the Penguins and Steelers, but you can't be and, and I'm doing air quotes, so it's horrible <laughs> visual. But like you can't be a fan. Like right. you can still be a fan, but you can't be a fan because this guy who was setting up Josh Holmes' pedal, he has a job to do, and his job is to make sure Josh Holmes sounds good tonight. And if he doesn't do that, he's not going to be able to set up mm-hmm. Josh Holmes' Holmes guitar pedal. Right. And you know, so and that's the same thing with me. Like when the Penguins score a goal, I'm not. First off, there's no cheering in the press box. So like you can't go like, oh yes, Sid. Like you can't do that. Like my first thing is to a look at what time what time he scored it and shoot my eyes straight up to that television to see to recap to be able to recap that goal. Who Sid beat? Where the pass came from? Where he beat him in the goalie? Like that's my job. And yeah, the Penguins scored, and you're excited about it. But you got it. You got to be able to chronicle that story and tell that story. So that's my job. Just doing that and and that you know that's the, the guitar tech for Josh Home and that sort of thing. Like you almost have to remove yourself. But believe me, like just because I cover the Penguins and just because Ben's on tour um, and has done national tours doesn't mean that you can't do it either. You can absolutely a million percent do it. Believe me. And if you don't believe it, then text me or, or email me or message me, and <laughs> I will tell you. Number. I will tell. I will tell you again that you can do it. I'm gonna post Dan's number on this podcast. Hundred days so you can talk to him. At least send me a private message. Amanda, so you work with kiddos. Do. Talk uh, talk about that a little bit. So I worked at uh, Bueller Christian Preschool for nine years, and yeah. I decided. Oh no, I've been there twelve now. But wow. I went back to get my We're master's old. degree. <laughs> so I've been there twelve years, and my original role was being a toddler teacher. Small people pretty much poop their pants so my my uh <laughs> job isn't quite as glamorous as dan's um it is. it's it still it has a role in importance it does Absolutely. it does so i tried to leave and i decided i didn't like that job and they actually created a position for me to stay i'm learning wow. support but there. you're leaving out a, you're leaving out a key you had to leave but what else happened in the interim before that while you were doing it why you left Why I left? Because you went back to... I went back to get my master's degree, so I was going to get a better job. What's your master's in? And it's in early intervention. So I'm working with kiddos that uh, have special needs or helping identify those kiddos that have special needs um, or giving some tips to the teachers on how to help with behaviors and stuff. So um, this is something that was I've been very passionate about. I have a nephew who has autism it was a long road uh, with yeah. him. He was nonverbal, so he didn't talk. And oh, my goodness. When he would get upset, he would go over to their door, which was a metal front door, and he would smash his face off of it till he was almost bleeding. Um, and pretty much myself and my sister and my mom were the only ones that could get him calmed down. Um, so it, it was. it's something that's very near and dear to my heart is to help those kiddos function appropriately yeah. in society because that's I mean that's number one importance you can't go around headbutting people which like which let's be honest sucks. let's be honest like that kind of stuff is way more important than sports writing like let's be honest I mean that's you know I don't know I met that guy the other night what was his name Lyle something go on continue anyway yeah he was cool he broke my hand but anyway that's a different story uh, uh yeah. Yeah, you know, you probably know more about this than me, but I was watching a great, like, a 10-minute lecture from Jordan Peterson. He's a professor, I think, at University of Toronto. 
that could be completely wrong. I know he's a professor though, and he's, he's a talking professor. about yeah, yeah. he's talking about autism, and like I've never heard it said in this way before. So this is just for our audience to know. But okay. like, uh, like an autist. Okay, so like a normal person, a normal brain, like when you walk into your house and you see a kitchen, you can abstractly realize that like this is the kitchen, even though a chair might be moved or there's dirty dishes in the sink. Yeah. It's still my kitchen. Yeah. An autistic person does not look at a situation like that. Like they look at the situation for the details. So if the chair is moved an inch, oh yeah. He doesn't mm-hmm. he or she doesn't recognize it as a kitchen anymore. Absolutely. It's a completely new place. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Because it needs so, to be that way. Absolutely. Right. So yeah. just imagine yourself constantly being in a new environment cuz sure. that's what that would be like to a child and like that. Depending on where they are in the spectrum is how they react to it. Like my nephew, he has come a long way. He has had um, a lot of therapy to help him get where he is. Um, Yeah, he's writing plays and stuff that Uncle Dan and Aunt Amanda are going to be in, but Uncle Dan needs some acting lessons, I've been told several times. He's probably right, but like Um, we uh, we own a restaurant, is that right? We are going to own a restaurant. We don't really own a restaurant. He has lots of dreams for us, and he wants to be in charge of it. So maybe we will own a restaurant. I don't know how to cook. You can cook. But his, his coping skills have gone significantly from zero to, you know, fairly close to 100. Um, school started this year, and he was, like, super nervous about it, so he was pretty much telling everybody they were idiots, which is hilarious, because that was his first word. You're an idiot. <laughs> and it was awesome, because we were like, yes! It's true, yeah. Oh, he's well, talking. we don't really want to reinforce that, but yes, he's talking! Yeah, um, we were just happy he was talking. But, yeah, we were just happy he was talking, even though we were all idiots. And <laughs> he pretty much told me the other day, I'm smarter than you, so you need to listen to me. And I was Whoa. like, I was like, dude, I got a master's degree. You talk to me when you get one of those. Um, <laughs> for, for the but, record, I don't have a master's degree, so I still can't talk to her. Yeah, yes. yeah, you're not allowed to talk to me anymore. But uh, he he just um, he has come a long way. And those kiddos, I worked as a therapeutic staff support for a very long time. I worked there uh, at Family Behavioral Resources for five years. So I worked with a little guy with Down syndrome. I worked with a girl who had uh, mental retardation. Her brain was uh, fried from meningitis so she was like a two-year-old in a like 20 some person's body and she was awesome she was wonderful she's so sweet but she would have outbursts and cry and because she had a a processing disorder because of that and didn't understand like again why there was a chair in the way or why someone came in the room while we're like sitting there playing a game she would just scream for like 20 minutes at a time um, and therapies helped her. We were able to go like towards the end of my run with them because she aged out. Uh, we were able to go in public with her, which was awesome because she couldn't go in public because she would scream. Um, so it, it was pretty cool. So to be able to do that in a preschool where it's really, really important to build those social skills, to build those children up, I think is really important. So. Yes. So kind of living my dream. I have I have some other dreams in my life, but there, yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, me too. But so does everyone. I mean, that's that's the thing. Like, you know, like yeah, I'm covering the Penguins and Steelers, and you know the, St- the Stanley Cup, and the but like yeah, there's still dreams there, and there's still you know, and and I love what I do, but there's still yeah, there's still more to do. You know, there's still yes. more. And we, we're definitely going to get into that later. Um, so Lee, I want to give you more of an intro. I met Lee a while ago. I was probably a freshman in high school or something like that. Lee was still in middle school. Yeah. What are you doing now? Like you're a media guy. Like 
went to school for so pick up where <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, well, I just um it's a long story but i'll make it short please <laughs> we've got a lot to get through i'll say it all in one sound ah <laughs> that's there you it go. you heard so it, anyway, you heard it. There, was, there you go from the horse's, <laughs> from the horse's <laughs> mouth <laughs> so anyway um yeah i graduated what, what do you call it bs degree <laughs> I was gonna say, <laughs> too, yeah. I was gonna say cum laude, but <laughs> not really. Oh I got my bachelor's in um, communications media, and they called it something else, like something of education, educational sciences. But it's basically okay. uh, media, like I deal with software and stuff, like editing, video. I would like to learn more sound. Ben has actually inspired me a lot in that, and I feel like I'll get that under my belt eventually. And like, he's hoping through it. osmosis that it just leaks <laughs> off onto him. That's why I'm Which, here today. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I say that jokingly, but that's literally how I got into audio engineering, and that could, that's for another day, but keep yeah, going, Lee. No, um, but I'll just say this. I uh, graduated, got my communications media degree, um, fell in love with the video. I always loved to film, but the science of actually and the art of actually taking apart how to make it, and I have so much more to learn, but I just did an internship with uh, Team Lacey, so Lacey's yeah. staying in her band. Went on tour with them this summer with Shinedown. And it was it was a great experience. Um, I'm really grateful to everyone who supported me in that. I'm grateful that my school basically gave me the opportunity to do that. And, uh, well, there's some things I can't say yet because I'm not sure, but Josh told me some cool things. And I'll also say um, I, I think I got a lot more experience than most people that do internships. Yeah, and uh, I think it's going to shine and show. And I'm finishing up a 23, 24-, 25-minute documentary um, that I made for fun. But you may all be seeing that eventually if Josh decides to. So yeah, really excited it's really about that. Um, it's got some very embarrassing moments of me. So <laughs> look forward to that. Um, they haven't awesome. seen the finished one, but it's. I'm really proud of it, and I'm really grateful. And um, also, I have my own studio. I call it Bare Hand Studios. Um, that's kind of a, a heart project right now. It's in the process, but I hope to get that up. But I have a YouTube channel for Bare Hand. Uh, just under Bare Hand Studios as well. And uh, if you want to check me out and add me, that would be great. Are you focusing on visual media for that? I'm doing a mix for that. Right now, it's music and video. I'm just doing drum covers right now. But I want to um, basically help the art field. I don't want to go into broadcasting media as much as I can honor that, and I think it's great. It's just not my heart. Yeah. So well, then what the heck are you doing here? <laughs> <laughs> well, this is a different type of broadcasting. I'm, I'm talking about kidding. news. So, um, but Ben and I work together, help each other out. Sometimes we kind of affiliate with each other, not the same company, just friends helping each other out, yeah. learning from each other, growing, and we're going to do other things. And, uh, I just love the field and another dream of mine, like, um, Dan was talking about, we have other dreams. I really feel and hope to play drums and the song, right? With bands and do that as well for a living. But the studio, I'll just end it quickly with this, <laughs> the studio, <laughs> I want it to be multiple parts. I love live footage that bands have behind them. Like when we saw Porcupine Tree, there was like video imagery yes, and photography absolutely. that is synced and worked with yeah. the musicians. Yeah, he did the, the same thing and it was yeah. amazing. Yeah, yeah, and I love that and I want that to be part of it. I want to interview upcoming artists, people that I want to spotlight, and then famous people if I'm blessed to interview too. And uh, just help out artists have different people work on the team from photographers to painters to everything. I just feel like there needs to be even more and more of an awakening in America and the world with just art, true art, not finances just getting in the way, but true dreams and art because that is really what inspires people, I believe. Yeah. Starts in this room. Yeah, right here. Let's right here it. in this small cubit area. Boom. Uh, 
quick quick comment based on that that's definitely true so the soviet union when they were in control of russia they banned the beatles album because Ooh, they were wow. af they were afraid that the art would awaken people to a revolution so that's so how you powerful want a revolution art is. yes yeah art is uh, extremely powerful quick side note on that okay so anyways um guys we're gonna answer your questions now yeah Boom. let's go <laughs> cue segue music Drum roll. <laughs> we'll edit that in. <laughs> we'll edit that in. <laughs> Just playing. Okay, we got a lot of questions to get through, but I, I wanted to give you guys a perspective of who would be answering your questions, first of all. Uh, first question comes from Daniel Blizzard. Hey, Danny, how's it going? What's going um, on, Daniel? <laughs> this, is, this is the girl of the band that we're going to be doing some recording. Oh, that's cool. Oh, later cool. That's year. awesome. Yeah, she's the vocalist from Autumn's Day. So that's going to be very cool to work with those guys. That's awesome. Uh, her question is, how to be a DIY, do-it-yourself band, and make it a full-time career? Three exclamation points. And she wanted to know more specifically, how to balance a job that keeps you afloat while trying to make a successful band? Yeah, Danny, thank you for that question. Man, isn't that... Really, isn't that like the I'm question doing that, that we're all trying I'm doing to answer? Right yeah, I mean, like I'm doing that right now, literally. You know, but I mean, it's not a band, uh, but it's covering the Penguins and Steelers and balancing, you know, full time. I mean, it's the same thing. Yeah, um, I guess, I guess, you know, how to balance a, a full time? You just have to do it, you know. And 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 obviously, you love what you're doing, and you love music, and and you you know you love everything about that, and you know, and but. It, you just kind of have to make it work. And I know for myself, um, you know, there's times where, you know, like I'm going to go to Heinz Field for, for the Steelers opener and I'm going to spend 12 hours down there. You know, like it's it's just, you know, like there's really no easy answer. You just kind of have to go and do it. You know, there's times where I, I'll get up at 4.30 uh, and I'll go in and I'll work till maybe 1 o'clock and then I'll go, you know, I'll leave at 4.30 and cover a Penguin game that night. Um, and there's times where you're tired. There's times where you have things going on. Um, you just kind of have to go and do it. Um, and then for some, and then believe that something's going to break. Um, you know, I cover the Penguins and Steelers, but it's not very lucrative at all. Um, it's very, it's really not lucrative, but uh, we have a house and a mortgage and that's really all that I care about as long as, and, and that, I think that's the biggest thing for me. Um, as long as we can pay for our house, as long as we can pay for our mortgage, um, I really don't, you know, as long as we can take care of everything else, I'm going to keep battling and keep going through those 12 hour days and keep going through those 15 hour days and some of those 70 hour weeks, depending on what happens. Um, you just got to battle. And I think, and I think you'll catch your break if you continue to battle and you put yourself out there and you learn and you meet the right people. Um, as long as you continue to, to battle, you're, you'll meet that right person. I, I always believe that success is when opportunity equals preparedness. So you get success. So, so here you are, like here's your preparedness, and you're going through all those 12 hour days. Like there's your your preparedness, and then opportunity hits, and then you have success, and then you break. Um, all these bands that we listen to, they've been around for all these years, and and they just didn't happen overnight. They weren't just handed everything. So keep battling um, and keep doing what you're doing. Um, I don't know if I have too much to say on this, but the thought that comes to mind, I forget where I heard this, but um, is you could be busy, you could be doing a lot, but that doesn't always mean you're moving forward. Sometimes you're running in place because you got to discern, you got to be very purposeful. I think part of it is chance, but it, I think yeah, the other part I mean, is... That happens. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, and I think the other part is you got to be like, 
what is going to benefit? What is going to go ahead? If you're just saying, if I'm working a lot and just making money, which is a humble and good thing to do, it is responsibility. But you're also like, well, I want to be a famous drummer. I want to be signed or I want bands to know about me. Well, if you're not practicing, sure. if you're not getting out there, maybe that's meeting people, going to shows. Or um, right now I'm trying to make a YouTube channel, you know, and it's going to take time. But the fact is it's not what happens right away. It's the dedication that you put in getting better with each video, sure. getting better with each conversation, getting better with everything, letting people know that you exist. Because honestly, you're not going to do it yourself. Even if you think you will, even if you're the only musician in the band and you know all the instruments and you're recording, the fact is it's going to take other people because you, you put it online, people like it. They see it. It's great if you like yourself, but sure. other people need to believe in you. If you believe in yourself, people are going to follow you. And, so, and, and, well, and not only that, no, that's that's fantastic. But you got to put those words to action, like you're saying. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and place, yeah. hey, you know, like I want to make a YouTube channel. Make it. Make the YouTube yeah, channel. Even if you I, don't know what you're doing, yeah, just do, just it. do it. I don't know what I'm doing half the time, and I learn because I'm I go through it. You know, everything yeah. starts with one, and that's I and exciting. I think like do it. You know, like man, I'd really like to do that. Do it. You know, put yourself out there, meet those people, and yeah. and you know, get uncomfortable. Practice. Yeah, like <laughs> just go out and do it, and make sure it happens. But always like, even though you're doing that full time job, like make sure you're like put everything to action and make sure you're doing that and make sure you're focusing towards what you want to do. Um, and then like you said, once opportunity hits, then, then, then you get it. Yeah. So I think one important thing to think about is keeping an open mind to the open doors that are available to you in whatever situation you are in life. So let's say for instance, uh, you're, you're working a dead end job or you're working, you're working a job that pays the bills for your band, and all of a sudden you get an opportunity with the job. Like that is a big, that is a big deal decision to. Um, let's say your opportunity gives you a raise and has more responsibilities on you, but you're you're lenient to take that raise because you've got your whole heart set on the band and what's going on. Like. And I can't tell you what the right answer to that is, but I'm just saying that like it's a decision that's worth thinking about because it's not as simple as just saying, I'm just gonna do whatever my passion is. Because sometimes the right answer taking is, that raise. is taking that raise and doing that job because that might lead to meeting people sure. that help you in the music industry. And that doesn't mean your dream's over. Right. Like even though you take that job, that doesn't mean it's over. Yeah. So that's that's the first thing that comes to mind. Um, man, the era of the of the rock star is just so it's so over. Like, Finding I bands in clubs. Yeah, yeah, I just I just don't think that that exists anymore. And and I think what is reality anymore? And you can kind of see this in the culture with like how music is moved to a streaming service. How like Netflix is kind of taking over. Like, what are some other examples? I know that I invest in them too, but like everything is turning into like that's pay on a monthly basis for things. Cutting the cord from cable. That's yeah. yeah. Uh, instead of like buying things outright. So this this applies to bands as far as like buying the albums. Like you work really hard on an album and buy the album, and conversely to streaming music. So I think what is going to wind up being bigger in the long run is your persona. Um, sure. The the image that you create as a person, and that can be in a band context, but I think it's also important, Danny, for you to think about like, and I know that you're good at this, but I'm just saying this for <laughs> the sake of other listeners too, um, to think about 
the the image that that you have personally aside from just the band you know like think of how dumb this would be if i just sat back and was like lisa's gonna make my career happen and then what if she decides to stop touring tomorrow that would leave me being in a really bitter place where i'd be like she told me that we would do this and and we didn't do that like no that is putting blame on somebody else that is just doing what they want to do like uh i'm gonna take care of myself just as well like At the same time that like you're working with other people, um, it's very important to think about like what your image is and and to be really diversified too. I think so. Man, there is so few people that get to that level where they can they can make it full time just on music alone. I don't have any like specific answers to this, but I think that to be diversified is a really good thing. So like just have your hands like think about the things that you like to do and just and just go at them and see what starts sticking. Like I love listening to podcasts. So sure. I'm talking to Dan just literally a couple of days ago and I was like we should do a podcast. Go man. Because I love it. You know, like this could turn into something that like if enough people listen to it and stuff we could get sponsors and actually make money doing this. Like I'm not actually thinking that that will happen. If not, we're just having fun. Right. And if you know? not, we're just yeah. having fun. But the thing is, is that, like, we're we're going to do it anyways. Yeah. Like, I'm yeah, writing music on the side. I'm playing with Lacey. I drive. Your studio. Right. I, I have my studio. Gosh, yeah. I t- totally forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> I, have, I have my studio. Um, I'm driving Uber. Like, I don't want that to continue forever, but I'm re- very, very diversified. I'm doing so many different things. Man, the dream is to make our one passion happen for sure. But, like, don't shut every door that's open to you just because you're trying to make one thing happen. Yeah, I mean, and, and do multiple dreams, multiple passions. Like, I think that's the biggest thing is just to find a passion. And, and Ben has an interest in podcasting. So here we are, you know, like, and, and, and recording. And, and so he has, you know, Dream Loud Studios, and here's the Dream Loud podcast. And music, and he's playing with Lacey. And I, and I think the same could be said, said with, with Lee, with everything that he mentioned, with drumming and, and you know, in, in music and, fi- and film and videography and that sort of thing. Um, I think that's, you know, in the media industry and, and sports and things like that, uh, or even in baseball, they call that a five-tool player uh, for any baseball mm-hmm. fans out there, you know, uh, but they, but just multi-tools and just adding, I guess, adding tools to your toolbox and different things like that. Um, if I was, if I were just a newspaper writer, um, you know, that would, that would really put me in a corner if all I did was, was, you know, it, so if all I do is play guitar, play drums, that puts me in a, in a corner and paints me in a corner. Whereas I could be, um, a newspaper writer and I could do podcasts or I could do announcing or I could do video work or I could do what Lee does and, uh, you know, and, and things like that and works with, um, you know, different video editing softwares and, and things of that nature. That makes me more marketable as a person, right. what Ben was saying, that makes me marketable as, um, you know, just as, and, pe- and people are going to, people are going to flock to that and they're going to see it um even if you don't see it yourself like they're going to see like man like that person's really good because i you know like they're just going to see that and they're going to gravitate towards that um and there's going to be times where you're doing all that and you're like it's just not worth like i'm doing all i'm doing podcasting i'm doing studio i'm playing this isn't worth it it is worth it just keep doing that keep doing everything and making yourself more uh you know more attractive and more you know to anyone who might need that service whatever it is very well said dan thank you i just have a little side note with that um the cool thing is like i know there's different personalities different people 
and I think that's awesome. It's like art, all the different color paints and that. Um, for people who may feel deeper connections, like, well, I feel kind of guilty if I'm just going to meet people for the purpose of using them. But that's not the case because you end up caring about people. You end up building. I think the relationships you build out of it is what betters your career. There's kind of a two-part thing to it, but you, if you really enjoy the field you're doing, say it's something dealing with people, then you're going to want to have people involved. So I'm just saying that to don't don't beat yourself up. Don't think you're being selfish. People become good friends and you care sure. about them as friends. But also, not knowing them gets you successful, but they, they benefit you and you benefit them. It's kind of like a two-way thing. So I don't know. I just feel like there was some importance to say that. Yeah. I think, you know, every single, um, you know, opportunity that I have gotten was through, um, you know, relationship with somebody else and, and an interaction with somebody else, not sitting at home. Um, you know, I was out talking, well, no, but just not sitting home. I mean, it was through a relationship and going out and meeting and shaking hands. Um, you know, there's times where it can be tough where it's a Wednesday night. Well, Wednesday's rivalry night. It's a Thursday night. And, um, you know, the Penguins are playing the last place team and it's December and there's just not a lot of juice in this game. And you just, you're like, oh man, it's not worth it. It is worth it because that game could be the one where you meet that one person that changes your career. So, so don't ever think, oh man, like it's like, do it, like put the effort into it and go out to it and go out to that. Yeah. Because that, like I said, and I always think about that, you know, because I mean, that stuff, you know, it's just natural that, you know, sometimes you get um, that one game, that one moment, that one place that you go to might be life changing. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really good point, Dan. I I definitely want to add something onto that, too, and just say that anytime you go out in public, treat everything that you do like it's the most important thing that you've ever done. Because I've, I've literally seen it firsthand where, like, not only, not only in my band, because, Okay, so for you guys, like it's it's not necessarily my band. Like it feels that way because I'm best friends with the people I play with. But it's really Lacey and Josh's band, Lacey's band mostly. But <laughs> she she hired she hired Tom Gaskin, our drummer, and I to play with her. So we're really hired guns to her. And I've seen like through the years where Tom hasn't been able to play shows, we've tried out other drummers. And vice versa, just being in the industry, people are on audition for stuff all the time. And even when you're talking to someone. Right. And yeah. don't and they don't even realize it. Like I've run into people before where they're just they're very arrogant and they're like, yeah. I don't know why nobody gives me a chance. I'm the best drummer that there is, or I'm the best this, this, or this. And and reality is like they've actually been given chances over and over again, but they've messed them up because they didn't take them seriously. Mm. Because it wasn't an official interview. Maybe you're just a D-bag. Right. Yeah. But, like, one thing to realize is that, like, for, especially for you instrumentalists out there or musicians that want to be, are looking to get into a band or something like that is... Uh, you're looking to not start something from the ground up, but you're looking to join something else, is that, like, the interview happens whenever you're talking to somebody else. Like, you're never going to get the the chance to try to play for somebody if they don't like you. Yeah, and who wants to be in a band with that? You know, right. like, you know what I'm saying? I mean, like, if somebody is, un, you know, if you can't even hang out with them and you don't even like, you know, like, you don't want to be in a partnership with them and do it. Yeah, I mean, that's, yeah. Yeah, so that's something to take note of. Like, don't try to think of making connections and stuff just as far as, like, I just need to get this person my number. I need to show them what I can do. I need to show them this, this, and this. No. It starts a lot simpler. It starts with just hanging out, being like, hey, dude, like, you know, really big fan of the music, or let's talk about something outside of, yeah. like... Yeah. 
you know, just what being I a can person. do. You right. know what I'm saying? Like, be, like, hey, like, it's Ben, ben you know, or, Yeah, it's Ben Jammin, you know, or whatever. I mean, yeah, absolutely. It's just being a person and not, um, and I think, and I'm sorry if I'm stepping on your toes, but like in, in, in my field, you know, like yeah. Ben Roethlisberger, Sidney Crosby, um, they are treated as untouchable people, but Ben Roethlisberger and Sidney Crosby, like, they're people too. Like, Sid's great. Like, he is one of the, the best human beings I've ever come across in the field. Um, but he's just a normal guy, and you see these people, um, you know, we have the, we eat with them in the lunchroom, hey, it's Sid. Hey, it's Ben, you know, and, and, and just that sort of thing. Um, they're, they're people, and you have a professional relationship with them. It's not like, oh my God, it's Ben Roethlisberger. Oh my God, <laughs> Sidney Crosby, you know, like, like yeah, it's the best hockey player in the world. But he's a pretty good guy too. Yeah, I mean it's yeah, yeah because you're much more than what you do. I think that's another important thing in this. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we want to get into that right now, but it just came up in my mind. I know. I think. Well, I guess for me, and and I guess one, you know, I guess another offshoot is for me. There's so many people. Um, another question that I get, and it, it really drives me nuts. Um, but they ask if, oh, you talk to this person. Can I get your autograph? Can I get the autograph? Mm. And um, it just yeah. drives me up a wall. But and the reason why I say that is because I would rather have a professional relationship with Sidney Crosby. I'm not going to be tight with Sid. Like, if I get a flat tire, Sid's not the first person I'm calling. He's a great guy. But, he, but like, I would much, 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 much rather have a professional relationship with Sidney Crosby. Hey, Sid, how are you? How's everything? How was your vacation? How was your summer? Than, like, hey, can I have your name scribbled on a piece of paper? Yeah. Hey, listen, guys. Dan just brought up a really great point. Um, so... If you ever get the opportunity to talk to a celebrity or somebody famous, like, I've, and I've seen this firsthand, especially with the <laughs> Shinedown guys, yeah, the last thing they want to talk about is the thing that they do every day, yeah. <laughs> because that's what everybody else wants to talk to them about, yeah. and like, and that's what they're connected through, because yeah, right, and yeah. so I say that with the caveat of saying, like, that's the thing you have in common, so it's okay to talk about those things, but okay, so for instance, like. Uh, if I'm going to go talk to the bass player of Shinedown, he talks to dudes all day long about how amazing of a bass player he is. Yeah. But what if he has a hobby of snowboarding? Yeah, man. He never gets to talk to anybody about that. So that's just... Sad. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so that's just, that's just a hint for you guys. Like, be looking for... And there are clues in conversations all the time. I feel like this is... Um, conversation class 101 it is but but it's so it's so important and it's so overlooked yeah if you can make that connection with somebody in a field that you want to get into uh in in an area of interest that you have in common that's outside of that like you will you guys will like hit it off like just like that you know so that's just the first date (laughs) does does he really like snowboarding no, I just no. <laughs> I made up the whole situation. I actually didn't get a chance to talk to him that much. Um, he was always gone first before anyone else. He was like he was a little bit way. more of a loner, but he's like an audio guy too. So I was just assuming that he was working on music stuff in the bus. He was working on snowboarding. <laughs> By the way, um, if you ever meet Switchfoot, talk about surfing then. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, okay, so that's yeah. a that's a great sure. example right there. But anything else, um, Amanda? Do you have anything to add about that topic? I'm sorry, I didn't mean to single you out. If you don't, if you don't have anything, that's no fine. pressure. Well, I was thinking about uh, when we went to dinner with you, and I oh, fretted yeah. about it all day because I was like, "He doesn't care about me. What am I going to talk to him she about?" She kept sending me messages, and I was like, "What yeah, are was you all doing? day long?" Like, and like, Mike, stop it. Of course, I work with children, oh, so no. of course, I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. So the first thing 
that we all talk about at work is poop, obviously, because that's <laughs> what our lives revolve around. And of course, my coworker, Sherry, she's awesome. She's always talking me off the ledge and she goes, uh, Ben's a human guy. He poops just like everybody else. Yes. And I was like, yeah, you know what? He probably does, but I'm still really nervous. So of course we went to dinner and I say this to Ben and he's like, yeah, I do poop. <laughs> So there was our common that. ground, I, I guess. I don't remember that, but that's so yeah, funny. You did. You said, yeah, happened. I do poop, so don't be nervous. And I was like, okay. And that was kind of like the end of it. See, you got it, guys. I mean, if you can't think of anything else to say, there's a conversation starter. <laughs> there it is. Right there, there. <laughs> there's your icebreaker. No, don't do that. Don't do that. Please, for the love of God, don't do that. No, <laughs> Excuse me. Do you... <laughs> I might be the only one that's able to get away with that. Uh, yeah, but yeah. it's awesome. Surprised yeah. you're still hanging out with us. <laughs> I know, I know. It's really sad. Wow, we spent a lot of time on that question. Danny, that is such a big question, and I want to answer more of that. But we're going to move on, and maybe we can touch on that more later or in a different podcast. Or just call me. <laughs> but anyways, uh, on, to, on to question two. This comes from my good buddy, Jake Wellsby. What's up, Jake? Thank you, Jake. Jake Wellsby, as we call him. Jaquelsby, like Jaquelsby. is that like hyphenate or not hyphenate, but like it has like a little apostrophe in it, like Jaquelsby. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> yes. Um, his question is: How long did it take you to master an instrument? So, Dan, and your, I mean, you could talk about instrument, but also in your guys' cases, your fields. Um, how long did it take you to master an instrument? How many hours of practice? How many years? Oh, the struggles. He wants to know the struggles too. Uh, I'm gonna try to answer all aspects of this as quickly as I can. Well, can I we, add to that question real quick? Yeah, please. How many instruments do you play? You. Okay. Oh, you. it's awesome. Yeah. I yeah, want to know with that. exactly how good. many. Okay. Not that many. I feel like not this that. is a lie. <laughs> I did the story. This is, <laughs> can I answer? I'll answer that first. Yeah. Answer that one first and then you can elaborate. Okay. On that. So my, um, my mom's a piano teacher. So she taught me piano when I was very little, like five, uh, so there's piano. I started getting into drums again, picked up bass. Now I play like guitar, I guess, but I'm totally self-taught. And I guess I do vocals. So the five. Give a high five right there. Yeah, the high, the high five of the high music five. right there. I think if I could learn any other instrument that's like a brass thing or anything outside of what I know, I'd probably pick trombone. But at this point in my life, I just don't see that happening. <laughs> Reason Dream why. out, man. Well, I guess the sixth yeah. instrument is computer. <laughs> Fair yeah, enough. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. So six. Okay. So I'm gonna di I'm gonna dig into this question a little bit here. How long did it take you to master your instrument? Okay. So I would say I've only. I don't even feel like I've mastered bass, but I know that's what you're referring to, Jake. So you've mastered. You're I've, a liar. You've mastered. Are you? I've, well, I've seen you play. You can <laughs> do funky dance moves and jumping. I feel you mastered right. at I least guess, the songs that you play on the. Bass. I guess if somebody else outside of me says mastering it, it can be leg legitimized. He agrees too. There's <laughs> always room for growth. True. Always. So I started playing bass when I was 15. And I am 31 right now. I would say that I felt like I was getting proficient around the time I was just graduating from college. It took me about seven years then. I don't think it has to take that long, but 
I had, obviously I was in college, I was focusing on a lot of different things. So I noticed at the very beginning, like for me to play the cool riffs and stuff like that, it would take me a really long time to warm up and get to that level. And then probably around that time, at that seven year mark when I was graduating from college. I mean, it's kind of where I am now and I'm not I'm not proud of this. Like I wanna be more practiced up, but like I could go a week without playing bass and pick it up and still sound pretty BA. Of course you can. And um like that was that was the difference that I noticed is that like before that point, like I had to be practicing all the time to keep up my skill level. But like at some point, like you get that muscle memory of just being like, oh, it's just it's just there. And I know I'll never lose it, even if I never play it again. Uh, how many? OK, he said how many hours of practice? All right. That's a whole different animal. Um, when I first started, I probably played drum. I, I remember yeah. practicing drums more than anything else. Man, how do I even go about this? Maybe I should have prepared more. <laughs> <laughs> what? I don't know. Like, I think in my case, I mean, I am a drummer, but I think I can speak more towards journalism um, just because it's my profession. But I think um, always look to improve. And I think with journalism to develop your voice, I think the same can be said. And there's a lot of parallels that are drawn. I come across a lot of writing and, uh, you know, there's some that are a lot of writing that, that I see. And there's some just that aren't great writers. I mean, I'm sorry, um, you know, not in reading, but just in press releases and things that I get like there's an art to it um but I think to develop like what I did was I tried to read everything I could I read um you know and I'm a big sports fan so I read tons and tons of sports stories just things that interest me man I'm interested in the penguins I'm interested in this story so oh man who wrote that and I tried to read read and read as much as I could and then I and then instead of reading it um I would you know, I would kind of look at um, how things were placed together and how it was written and, and the mechanics behind the story. And then I would try and take things and incorporate that into my writing um, and learn and become a better writer that way. So I think you can do that as bands. Like you can listen to this band and that band and this band and whether it's guitar, like say it's guitar, um, I like the tone of this guitar. I like the way he plays this and you can kind of, you know, do the same thing. Um, I think that's what it comes down to is, is I guess in your case, listening to everything that you can um, and learning everything that you can and just continuing to improve. And, and like my wife said, there's always room for improvement uh, in that sense. Um, just continuing to, I think it's finding your voice. Um, you know, I, I saw Royal Blood recently. I saw Local H and, and the thing that I saw that was that really stuck out to me is how good their tone was. Uh, if you don't know, Royal Blood and Local H are both two pieces. Uh, Royal Blood, he leads with a bass, which is one of the most unbelievable things I ever saw. My uh, mind was totally it was, blown. It was really yesterday. cool. And Local H, all he does is a guitar. And a, but like the thing is, is Local H and, and the guy from Local H and, and Royal Blood, like they didn't just wake up and find their tone. Right. They went through hours and hours and hours of meticulous. Um, and I think that's what's needed is just to dive into it and to become obsessive of it. Yeah. Just to find your what works for you, find what you like and what you like to hear, and make it work for you too. A segue onto that too is I think it's very more important when we're talking about the hours of practice. Like, it's more important to be consistent than oh, to put yeah. in the hours. Like, yeah, definitely. I would say the person that puts in a half an hour every day is better than the person that puts in an four hour sloppy once a week. Yeah. Um, just because yeah. you're being consistent at it and you're constantly getting better. So uh, for me and my journey, I would say I probably on average did an hour 
a base actual practice a night. That's like doing scales, learning a song, and meticulously making it better. Just running scales. And and I think in that sense, like there's always, always, always room to learn from people. And people, there's always going to be people that are better than you out there. So excuse me so so learn from them and learn from those people that are really there's enough stuff on youtube right now and enough people that play guitar and bass that like run scales right. just do like really meticulous menial like you said just run run scales for an hour just do that and you'll you know you'll improve but just like learn from people who are but that's what i do i still do it i i see people that are better writers than me and and put out better stuff and i learn from them and i take from them too I want to talk about the the struggles a little bit too, because maybe we can all go around the table and talk about like the main struggle in our journey. But I think for me, becoming proficient at my instrument or my craft, the biggest struggle is just so for instance, it's kind of the diminishing returns of the gains that you make as you get better. So I'm going to put this in a weightlifting term way. Like, so when you first start working out, like you get those instantaneous gains, whether if you're heavy weightlifting, like you can bench more really quickly. Like after a week, you're like adding like tens of pounds to your bench. Uh, Or if you're like a runner, you're in better shape. You're not like huffing and puffing anymore. After the first week, you know, a year into it, those gains are like, you're looking for every pound that you can gain. Yeah. Yeah, and the same is true of like playing bass. So the biggest struggle is for me is once I got to a certain proficiency level, like, and I could play a lot of the stuff I was hearing on the radio, it's just like, how do you keep pushing yourself instead of just being really comfortable and like, oh, I can just play that. Why, why learn anything else? And so that's where the mental fortitude comes in. I guess just having this kick butt attitude. I, I very much had that. And I want to encourage people out there too. Like when, so when I was coming up um, as a musician, and in high school, people were telling me back in high school, man, you're like the best bass player around. Or in college, they were telling me that. But like, it's so weird to hear that you know, or think about that now because it might have been a self-confidence thing back then or, or I don't know what it was. But like, literally people would give me any com- com- compliment and I didn't care at all because all I cared sure. about was I wasn't as good as Flea. Getting and, to that next level. Right. Yeah. And that's all I cared about. It's all I cared about was, unless I'm as good as him, like, and that that's kind of an unrealistic goal looking back at it. But but that's perfect, though. Because, well, you could easily rest it on your laurels. And you could say, you know what? I'm pretty good. But but you were driven. And you right. were driven to be as good as Flea. Yeah. It, it was just, pre- yeah. It was just the, menta- the mentality I had was, unless I'm as good as this guy, I can't do this for Absolutely. a Absolutely. And so, like... That's a really good attitude to have, guys, because I would say set your sights for the stars. And that way, like when people criticize you and say you're not good enough, it's not going to bother you that much. Yeah. And, and at the same time, it's really important to be able to shrug off compliments, too. Like you take compliments in stride and you say, oh, thank you for that. Sure. But you don't ever rest there because you that, can't. No. Because you want to reach for the stars. And if you don't reach the stars, hey, you're going to fall in a pretty good spot anyways. Yeah. No, you're, no, that's, I mean, that's, and, and no, I've said, you know, very, very similar, just similar things in that sense where um, I appreciate things that, that are, you know, that are said. If someone says, I wrote a good story or I'm really good, I appreciate that. Um, but to me, I mean, I would never, you know, this story or that story, it needs to be better. It always needs to be better because it always can be better. Um, and I'm not always going to write the perfect story. Sometimes I'm going to have a, a bad night, you know, or whatever, but um, it needs to be the perfect story because if it's not, 
I'm not doing my job. You know, yeah. I mean, that's it. You need to be driven um, and driven for, uh, that's what I do. Like every time I do things and every, I always shoot for perfection. Um, I know I'm not going to hit it, you know, like I know it's kind of quote unquote unattainable, uh, but I always shoot for it. And I know that if I'm shooting for it, I know it's at least good quality, um, but be driven, be as driven as possible. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And with that's that said, great. you also, I mean, all of us, if uh, if we're not pleased with ourselves, sometimes we could be too hard on ourselves and get frustrated, think we're not good enough. And yeah, there's always something to gain, and you want to always keep that. I want to say perfectionist attitude, but you don't. It's not. You also don't want to keep it because you also no, you're right. enjoy each level that you get to. Definitely. Like, not everything should just be practice for the purpose of getting better. It should also be like. I just enjoy where I'm at too. Absolutely. And like, just don't stay there, but enjoy it because you can sound great. You don't have to play the craziest stuff to make really good music and to enjoy it and feel it. Because honestly, music's all about feeling. It's not also about crazy playing. I think there's a time and a place. But if you're not making something sound like, I can connect to this, then what are you really doing? Right. I think that's that's another thing. Like, you know, in sports writing... Uh, there's a lot of, you know, a lot of older people, um, some, you know, some very negative, some crotchety. Um, and I've always looked, you know, I've always looked at some people in different press boxes. Um, and I always say, I say, if I ever get like that, I want out. You know, if I ever get all negative, because it is, you know, um, I got into this, you know, I got into, you know, the, the Penguins, the Steelers. Um, first, I was a fan. You know, I was a fan of the Penguins. I was a fan. I mean, I guess I still am. But like, I was a, I was literally, you know, a fan. Um, you know, yeah, like you're, you're taking this professionally. But, but I think what Lee said is, is absolutely true. You have to enjoy it. And sometimes it can be a, a, a grind, and and you're just battling. You're going for 12 hours. You're going for 15 hours. But you, but like, and that's the same thing. Like when I was doing the Stanley Cup final, I was getting you know, not a lot of sleep. I won't even say how much, but it wasn't a lot. Um, but I realized that I was doing the Stanley Cup final and, and I was, you know, I was doing something that, that, you know, the Penguins went from 1992 to 2009. So like, you know, so many years, um, it was a little quicker this time around, but you know, when you go from 1992 to 2009, that opportunity might not happen again. So I needed to enjoy it and I needed to sit back and I needed to like, even though you're grinding, even though you're putting everything into it and you might be getting three hours of sleep a night, two hours of sleep, four hours of sleep a night, and you're going 15 hours again, you have to enjoy it. Cause if you don't enjoy it, you might as well not even do it a lot of different things even in the military you hear about morale and you work hard you work hard you work hard but you also got to rest and enjoy it so the practice is really important the wanting to be better you should have that desire to want to be better that's in anything but you need that morale whether that's like you have friends that encourage you like ones that are close and can speak into your life you just need that mm-hmm. yeah, and, uh, yeah or else you're just going to give up and you're going to be one of those people who look back and be like i wish i would have kept with that and don't do that yeah and i <laughs> I would say too, like, so later in the game for me, like I've been playing bass for a long time, I'm getting really into audio engineering. So a big part of the game for me is I'm trying to figure out ways to keep my passion at a premium. Sure. You have to. Yeah. Yeah. So there's sometimes where you can't because you're too busy. Sure. I'm just trying to be very aware of physiologically how I'm feeling. Like especially with mixing work that I've been doing a lot of lately because it requires a lot of hours sitting in a chair in a room yeah. by yourself in front of speakers <laughs> just <laughs> listening so it's a it's a very it's the, probably the most intensive 
focus type of thing I've ever had to do. So like there's some days where I just need to get crap done yeah. and like it sucks, but like You're I power through. through. Yeah. But on the days that I don't have to, like, like today was a good example of that. Like I wanted to get three song, three songs mixed and on average they talk, take about anywhere from one and a half to like three hours to do. So that's a good work day. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I mixed a couple and I just started feeling really burnt out. And so there's a decision you have to make at that point as far as like, do I just push through or do I take a, do I take a break now? Like this is, this is where like, uh, your self motivation really comes into play here because like for some of you, the answer is going to be like, I'm just going to press through and get everything done. Right. Uh, but sometimes the answer is like, I'm going to take a break now so I can go back to it and be rejuvenated. You can get a new set of eyes on it. I do that with stories. Like yeah. Writer block. Oh yeah. Definitely. So I just want to, I want you guys to keep that in mind is that like, if you're, if you're feeling guilt over a situation like that, I don't think it's possible to come out with your best product. If you just are guilty over like, I didn't work good enough at this. So like, you need to you need to either you need to think of a way that eliminates the guilt and whether that is just just having this like breakneck attitude of getting all your crap done at once if that's what does it for you or just being disciplined enough to say hey i need a break i'll come back to it later and i don't think that one of those works for all people i think you need to figure it out for yourselves but that's just some suggestions as well, i think as i've been dealing with i think it kind of goes back to you you talked about enjoying it too um and it goes back to you know enjoying it when you feel run down you feel tired um what i do because that happens i mean i you know i get up at four thirty in the morning and and go and and there's just times where you're, or not only that but you know maybe there's um you know you're missing a, a nephew or niece birthday party or some activities going on and you have to be at a game or something like that is going on um i always 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 try and take into account uh i'm covering the pittsburgh steelers tonight i'm covering the pittsburgh penguins tonight i will be speaking with Sidney crosby or ben roethlisberger like people would kill for this opportunity um i need to be there like that's just my mentality like even because there's times it just gets you know like oh, man i gotta I'll wake up early and go see the steelers play the browns and you know i mean there's just times where like I, that just happens to me. And I, and I, I tell myself, I, and I, I say, stop, I, I literally, I have to give myself a pep talk. Stop it. Knock it off. There are people that would kill for this opportunity yeah. to cover the Steelers. There are people that would kill for this opportunity to cover the Penguins. There are people that would kill for this opportunity to, to play base and lace, you know, whatever it is. Um, and it just happens. And I, and you, again, you just kind of plow through it, you know, and usually you pick up or whatever. But that's just how I kind of take it. Jake, thanks for the question so much. Thank um, you, Jake. Yeah. Unfortunately, we have to end the episode there this week because we've gone long on time. But tune in next week to hear the continuation of the Q&A. Thanks for listening, and we hope we've encouraged you to live your dreams out loud. 